Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to those online who are joining us here today. We're so grateful that you took the time to be with us. And we have so much going on. Thank you, Nadine, for sharing all of the information, the luau and the picnic and the classes. There's something for everyone. So I hope you take advantage of it. Really would love to have you join us and take advantage of every opportunity to be together in community. So I recently heard a story about a, a couple that brought home a newborn baby. And, and one day, the wife was walking by the room and saw her husband just gazing at the baby asleep in the crib. And she watched him with wonder because his face had all these expressions of amazement and appreciation and enchantment and disbelief. And it's so, it was so unusual. She never saw him be so emotional. And so she stood quietly and, and just watched. And then she, her eyes were glistening in appreciation. And she walked up behind him and put her arms around him and said, Penny, for your thoughts. And he said, isn't it amazing when you think about the time and the craftsmanship all that goes into making a crib for only $49.99. Okay, so we, we got our funny out of the way. Um, we're doing something different. I moved away from the uh, global themes this month because I wanted to work on In the Flow of Life by Eric Butterworth. Uh, this is a great book to have in your library. There's so much great information in here. So we're going to work on this this week and next week and maybe even August. I haven't decided yet. But um, there's three points I want to uh, talk about in this chapter and I'm going to start with in the beginning. So my topic is uh, living life from within out. And he says, the great truth taught by all the mystics of the ages is life is lived from within out. This means that the whole universe is concentrated at the point of where you are. More than this, you are the universe expressing as you. You are its living enterprise. It forever stands behind you with its full resources. 
So that, that's what we, we pray when we speak uh, spiritual mind treatment, that we recognize the one power and the one presence. And it is the only power and presence moving in and through and as me. So there's a divine flow in the flow of life. There's a divine flow that's there all the time. And it's ours as we connect to it. And so to be aware of that, that, that each of us is that point of expression. Each of us is, is that living enterprise within us. Master teacher Jesus said, do not be anxious about your life. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things shall be added unto you. Because seek the kingdom first, seek the place within first, and everything else is added. It's, it's instead our society, how we're trained in the physical world is to go after the thing. And we, in Science of Mind, we know is all starts within first. It's, it, the job starts inside. And if you were here last week, you were fortunate enough to hear Dr. Ruth Miller. Wasn't she amazing last week? She was just, I listened to her talk a couple times. And she says, when we have that awareness that life is heavenly, you know, when the temperature is great and people are fabulous and the food is good, life is wonderful, right? That's when we're living in our, ourselves in truth. And, but what we're taught to say and what we do sometimes are not exactly the same, right? It takes our attention and our awareness to be present in the moment and realize those things. We, sometimes we forget our spiritual truth, right? We come together on Sunday and we feel renewed. We come together, we do practices, meditation and prayer and beautiful music, and, and we're connected together. And then we walk out in the world, right? And then things happen. Somebody cuts us off on the highway, something happens, the uh, refrigerator breaks down, this happens, that happens, something's always happening. And then we forget. So when we're at home, we do our work individually. When we come together in community, we do it collectively. But it's up to each of us to do our own work. When I started on my spiritual journey, my teacher said, you can do your work in your seat, or you can do it on the street. And so what does that mean? That means you can do your work in your seat. You can do your inner work. Notice when something's going on, when there's a, a conflict or an issue or something. And that's when we go in and do our inner work. Or if you don't, then what happens is it faces you. You confront that out on the street. So if you do, do your inner work, you're doing that inside. So for instance, if you find yourself ever avoiding someone, no one here ever does this, but um, if you find yourself avoiding someone or seeing someone and you think, oh, I don't know if I like them, or somebody irritates you, that you can have those conflicts or you can go inside and do some prayer work, go into meditation, do some spiritual reading. Go in and do that work to find out, what am I believing? What's that emotion about? What's going on with me? And do that work so you can release it. I know people that have left jobs because they don't like someone. And you know what happens? At their next job, 
yeah, there's somebody just like it at the next job because we haven't resolved the inner issue. So you can do your work in your seat or on the street. It's up to you. And a lot of what we see going on in the world with um, anger and violence and stuff, it's people working it out on the street. Whatever issue is going on with them, it's not, they don't have the means or the way to resolve it inside. So they take it out on the street. And so what we're taught here with this beautiful teaching that we have is that everything that we need is inside and we can access that ourselves. So I've uh, shared this story before, but I want to share it from a, a, different, um, a different point of view. So years ago, I was living in San Diego and I was job hunting and I went for an interview and I was in this little uh, strip mall and I, I was interviewed and they, they said, well, the job that you're applying for is not here. We are located in downtown in this new building. Well, I had been looking at this new building downtown and, and, and walked in it. As soon as they finished it, I walked in and the atrium and was beautiful in the lobby and it was like I could just see myself working there. And here I am in an interview, and that's where the job is. And so I was so excited, and the interview went really well. I went home, and I wrote out my thank you notes, and, and just, just was in divine expectation that this job was mine. And I waited for the call. And I got the call. The owner called me, and he said, uh, thank you so much for coming for the interview. There were over 65 people uh, turned in applications, and it came down between you and someone else. And she has more experience. And so we had to, we offered her the job. But I want you to know that we really highly uh, appreciate you. And I said, I, I don't know how I found the words, but I said, oh, thank you. Please keep me on file, keep my resume in case something else comes up. And I hung up the phone in complete disbelief. That was my job. I felt it in my bones. And that was my job. So what was going on? So I did, did my process. I called my spiritual practitioner. And, and she said, if it's not this, it's something else. You need to move on. Let it go and move on because your divine job is waiting for you. Within two hours, I got a call back from the same man, and he said, I don't know what's going on here today, but we offered the other applicant the job, and she turned it down. It didn't have the benefits she wanted. So, so I, I'm out asking you if you would like the job. And I said, yes. <laughs> He said, I don't know what was going on. Well, I knew what was going on. But here's the thing. Well, I want to uh, come to point number two in what Eric Butterworth says. You do not need to make a demonstration. In fact, you cannot. So that's what I, we're going to talk about this. There's no use trying to make divine law work for you. The law is an inevitable flow. You are always in this flow as you, as you are always in gravity, and gravity is always in you. 
you may and often do get out of the awareness of the flow. And so that's what happens. So there were three things that happened when I got that call. The first thing is I had to let go of the attachment of the outcome. This is, I tell you, this is the biggest practice we have anywhere. Is letting, yes, it's hard. <laughs> I got it. Letting go of the attachment. That when, at the minute you can let go, you've set yourself back in the flow. And that's what happened for me. Now, I didn't do it immediately. I was, you know, pretty upset and teary and calling my practitioner and weeping like, I didn't get this. My, and she put me right back on track. No, let it go. If that's not it, something else will be there for you. It's the most powerful practice that we have is that when something's, when you feel that attachment, when you feel like you're hanging on, then that's a clue. It's time to let go. That's a clue to open up. And notice every, notice in the week ahead, any opportunity you have to let go of something. Maybe it's something someone said. Maybe it's something someone did. See if you can just let go and step aside. In martial arts, it's all about stepping aside, right? It's about not taking the blow, but stepping aside from the blow. It's the same thing with our spiritual practice, to step aside and not grab onto that. Because when we do, we're unwilling to receive what newness can come. The second thing I did was I asked for assistance. I asked for help. I called for prayer. I called somebody and said, I need, I need help. Help me see this differently. And immediately my, my practitioner was there, and she said, you know, here's what it is, and, and let's pray. And that's the third step, is I went into prayer. Now, I could have thrown my hands up and said, well, this stuff doesn't work. Anybody ever done that? <laughs> Not here, not here, but other people have. <laughs> we throw up our hands and we say, this doesn't work. I prayed and it didn't work. I said the prayer three times and it didn't work. It's not about that. It's prayer is always working, but not on our timetable, right? It's not on our timetable. So we don't know when it's going to be. So it's that the, the act of letting go asking for assistance and turning to prayer. That, that I'm able to, I was able to let go and step back in the flow. I let go of my attachment, I let go of my worry, and I was back in the flow. So here's point number three. Is this good? Yeah. Okay, good, good. <laughs> and it's about prayer. This is what prayer really is. The kind of thought that is synchronized with the flow. Prayer is normally thought of as something you say or do to God or the process of putting affirmations or statements of truth into the mind. There's so much more than that. Prayer is a lifting up of the eyes above the limitations that result from the frustration of the flow to an awareness of the ever-presence of the transcendent flow. So when we're stuck, prayer is that opportunity to lift us up above the circumstances of the world to see it differently. 
Does that make sense? So we're seeing it differently. Prayer lifts us up. Our tendency is to, to say, this is what I need, this is what I want, right? We all do that. And we declare what it is that we want. The secret is, what's the secret? Number one secret? Let it go. Let it go. I can say what it is I want, then let it go and let the universe bring to me, guide me through the process of having that. So when here, here's the other thing I did early on in my spiritual journey. Prayer does not mean we will never have a problem. I, th I thought it did. I was convinced when I started, as long as I prayed, nothing would ever happen. I had it covered. I had my family covered, my life covered, my friends covered. Like, as long as I do prayer and have everybody included, nothing will ever happen. No. We live in a physical world. There's stuff happening all the time. A lot, most of the time, stuff we can't control. But so it happens, but I have the means of what to do about it. I have the means to respond rather than react. I'm in the flow and have what I need. Remember, I remember in the, in the 80s, there were all these books about how to become a millionaire and, and being a millionaire. It was all about getting. And when we don't live in faith, it's about getting. I need to have a stockpile. Remember toilet paper? We will always remember toilet paper. I need a stockpile of toilet paper because there was no faith that there would be some or your neighbor would give you some or, or the community would have some. There was no faith in that. So we stockpiled toilet paper in the beginning of the pandemic. It's, that's, that's always going to be my, my uh, go-to. It's, it's a great reminder of how we stepped out in fear instead of faith. So prayer brings us back to source, back to God, back to love. Prayer puts us in alignment. So people often ask me, you know, my friends that I see outside of church, they say, how's it going over at CSL Portland? And I say, it's going great. And it's like, well, what's the process? Where are you at with a minister? And I even had a couple people saying, I'm a little anxious about your process. It's like, why are you anxious about our process? It's like, we're great. We have a luau coming up. We have a picnic coming up. We have stuff happening. It's, but it doesn't match the way we do things in the world. When we chose, when you chose to bring me on as interim minister and go through this process, it does not match the way it happens in the world. The way it happens in the world is we all get in a huddle and we debate about what are the best skills to have and what are we going to uh, get for our new minister and let's put the word out and start bringing them in. Hurry up, let's bring them in. Like, what have you people been doing for four months? Because it's about the process. We are in a process of faith that the community you all engaged in the new minister co-creation process, which was beautiful. It was a healing opportunity for us to let go of any old beliefs we had. 
and it was the opportunity for us to engage in our spiritual practice together. And then the group of 12 got together and they created the covenant, which we read every week, which we're going to read in a moment. But we, we have that opportunity. So we are in the process of prayer. And sometimes in the world, you have to go slow in order to go fast. Does that make sense? You go slow on the inside. You do your inner work and things are happening on the outside. Something is always happening on the outside. We read, by reading that prayer, we are calling that person to us. We are calling that minister to us. So we know that we're not waiting, but that we're in the process. If we're waiting, it's like waiting at the bus stop for your ship to come in. Right? <laughs> that our good is already here. That we are in community. We are thriving as community. We are trusting the process. And so our good is already here. So what I say to those friends who, who ask me, I say, come join us. Come be here. We're doing great. Um, part of the reason we're doing so well is you are an amazing group of people. And yes, and I have to say, you have the best board president ever, yeah. Nadine Muller. What she does behind the scenes is, is I, I don't know any other word except amazing, extraordinary. Uh, wonderful, that she's always working, always thinking, always planning, um, solving problems, uh, doing whatever need it needs, whatever is needed for this center to operate. She has her finger on the pulse of what's happening. But she doesn't do it alone. You, there is a remarkable board of trustees, Helen McCann, Cheryl Collins, Bud Roberts, Shanae Simmons, Beverly Simpson, and Rick Smith. Would you give them a hand? <laughs> they have all stepped up to do jobs that they didn't know how to do when Reverend Larry left, but they stepped into the jobs, and they're doing them. And they all, in community, look out for the whole. They meet monthly, and really more than monthly, because we're always on the phone. We're on the phone, we're communicating, we're connecting, we're solving problems. So we're always together. So that is, we're working from the inside out. What do we need to do to continue to serve our community, to serve each of you? And thank you to each of you who have stepped up to be a volunteer, to serve in hospitality as an usher and greeter, to serve all the different ways. There's a whole list. There's a list in your bulletin that you can look at if you're called to it, to please look and see how you can serve. As you do, you are helping us to thrive. Now, people have asked me, um, will I stay? And my agreement as an interim minister is that 
I, I agreed not to stay. My job is to be the interim, to make sure that there's all that we need to do to get done will be ready for the next senior minister. It's, it's a calling and it's not mine to do at this time. Believe me, I went in and asked before I signed up to be an interim, but it's not mine to do. So there is someone that's remarkable that is ready to come forth when the time is right. And there's no hurry, right? We're in this together. We're having fun. We're, we're showing up. We're hanging out together. We're being in community together. We're doing the work together. And that's what is community is. We're relating and communing together. So let's see, what did I leave out here? So, some of you are wondering what's happening with the search committee. So the search committee was created. They are doing their work to get all of their paperwork done, to get all of the stuff that needs to go to home office. So when they do, it'll go to home office. Home office will, will um, post the job description, and then ministers will begin to apply. And so just all of us just are in the place of trusting the process, knowing that it's getting done. This is how we work from inside out. We, we know that there's a divine flow. We're in the flow. When we find out we're not in the flow, we take corrective action, do what we need to do to get back in to allow that to move through us. So our covenant prayer is our, is our vision. It's our prayer for what we are standing in agreement with. And we're not only standing in agreement for somebody to come and do something for us, but it's that we are in agreement that we are doing this ourselves as well. We don't want a minister to come in and say, oh, I need to go to them. They need, they need me. We want a minister to come and say, wow, what an awesome community. I want to be part of that community. That's, that's out of engagement. That's out of community. That's out of collaboration. And so being in that spirit, if you will grab the, um, the prayer in front of you in the seat pocket. Let's read this together in a new way. Let's everybody stand up. Let's read this in a new way, knowing it's working from the inside out. There is only one life. This life is good. This life is God. This life is my life now. In knowing that I am one with this life that is God, I therefore know that I am one with all of its blessed expressions, which includes the presence of a new minister for my beloved spiritual community. Because I know that my new, my new minister is to express spirit, I therefore know that my new minister is a revelation of spirit as wisdom. I further know that my new minister is a fulfillment of that which has been promised by God, for it is written, to realize that God is ever-present, ever-available, is to know that all the wisdom, intelligence, and power of the universe 
is right where you are. As I stand in agreement with my beloved community, I see my new minister before me as lighting this safe space in unity, love, and belonging. I now intend to experience my new minister in full cooperation and, and agreement community, knowing this truth about myself. I am inspired to align with divine wisdom so that all around me feel uplifted, strengthened, and loved. I am calling forth the awareness of oneness as the source of universal truth. I am demonstrating the power of love in leading and guiding PCSL in its expression of wholeness and abundance. I am expressing passion for providing broad educational opportunities for spiritual growth and experiences both in person and virtually. I am nurturing modern families, engaging our communities, and standing up for a diverse equitable and inclusive society. As I now accept the highest expression of a new minister into my life, I know that they will be revealed in a way that will express spirit and serve the highest and greatest good of all who are touched by their presence. I am grateful God is gracious, and so it is. And so it is. Thank you very much. So can't you feel from those words that you see that person coming forward, that that's your, that's your job. You begin to see that person coming forward. And we are going to shift to do this once a month, once or twice a month when I'm here speaking. So even though we're not doing it every week, it's your job to be reading this at home. And you're welcome to take this home if you don't already have it and speak this aloud at home. So we're all praying this together. So, and engage in the community. Be part of the community. Take classes. Come to the luau. Come to the picnic. Bring a friend. Take, um, you know, engage, contribute to, to this center, that those are ways that you can stay engaged. So what does this look like for each of us, this living within out, from within out? It's that we know that there is a power and a presence for good, and that we know that we're one with that presence, and we know that as we are in the flow, that all the good that we desire is already known and revealed each day. And here's, here's what else, the last reading from um, Butterworth. There is a wellspring of infinite life, substance, and intelligence within you, and yours is the privilege at any time of giving way to its flow. That there's this divine intelligence, and Ernest talks about this over and over again. In fact, this quote is that 
from Ernest to realize that God is ever present, ever available, is to know that all the wisdom and intelligence and power of the universe is right where you are. They're saying the exact same thing. So that's what we know. That's how we live from the inside out. Commit to knowing that for yourself and using that practice. Know that you are one with the infinite good. Know that you live in the flow of life. And so let's affirm together, please repeat after me. I move forward in the flow of life. Unhurried and unworried. Again, I move forward in the flow of life. Unhurried and unworried. So let's take this into prayer. Oh, just taking a breath and giving thanks for this opportunity to come into community, for this opportunity to be aware of the one power, the one presence, the one life, the all goodness that is God, that is right here and right now. I know each one of us is one with this presence, this power, this life. And that power expresses through us as love and freedom, unity and balance, grace and harmony. It moves in and through as each one of us each day and all of life. This presence moves through all of life. There is no place where God is not and God is in every aspect of life. And so I know that we now know we are in the flow, that we are in that divine flow of life, and life is moving through us in extraordinary ways, and we are open and receptive to receiving all that life has to offer, all that life has to give to us. We are open and ready to receive it. And so as we go out from here this day, we take this light with us and shine this light wherever we are. We stay connected with this flow. We are in harmony with this flow. We receive this flow each day. And so I'm so grateful for this goodness. I'm so grateful for this teaching. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. So for this and for so much more, I give grateful thanks. I release this word knowing it's already done. I release this word in deep gratitude. And together we affirm, and so it is. And so it is. Blessings and thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.